what is that relationship supposed to give you? For example, if you're in a university and you want to graduate as an accredited medical doctor, but the university lacks the accreditation necessary to give you that degree, then of course it means that there is no benefit to you in continuing that alliance or that relationship with the university. So now you see that you don't have to make the leader of toxic fit. It's just, it's just a simple assessment. These are my goals. These are my objectives. These are the things I hope to gain or extract or achieve via this relationship. The state of this relationship now is this such that is going that is going to help me or hamper me in achieving that or in gaining or attaining that. If yes, then of course you continue with relationship or relationship is still vital or valid, is still helpful and beneficial. If no, then you should think of how to move on. Good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you listen to us. Welcome to the Creative Chronicles, the podcast for designers and developers. Here on this show, we share experiences, our learnings, and our feelings. We explore topics and conversations to help you become a well-rounded professional. My name is Brian Kimika, and as always, I'm joined by the man, the meat, and the legend. Good morning, boss. Hey, Bryce. Uh, thanks to the audience for joining us, and uh, hope to have a nice time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you to everyone for tuning in. It's always an amazing, it's a privilege and honor to share from your time. For today's episode, we will be exploring how to cultivate relationships and uh, ways to build your inner circle. I'd like to start with um, this quote by Jim Rohn. He said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. In, in many ways, life is symbiotic. Life requires that we have partners and relationships to do life effectively, to be successful or effective with whatever we are doing. And um, I'd first like to start uh, describing relationships based on categories or categorizing relationships by a function of motives or intent, we, we can, this um, Bishop T.D.J.C. categorized um, relationships uh, in three ways, confidence, constituents, and comrades, based on motives. He, he said confidence are people who are, you're very close to, these are your inner circle people, people you are earnest and transparent with. One good trait of confidence is that they always, defend you in public, they make excuses for you in public and launder your image in public, but in private, they chastise you and uh, yeah, like the good King Solo, wise King Solo would say, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the cases of an enemy are deceitful. The, the next category based on motive is your constituents. These are people who are, you share the same interest with, you people have, um, they are attracted to a particular mission that you are on. So as long as you people are working towards a set out goal or mission, you're all friends and you're close. And the third is comrades. These are people you have a common enemy with. They are not necessarily your friends. 
uh, they, you are just together with them based on a common enemy you are both fighting. So it's important that you understand that not everybody in your life is going to fall in your inner circle radius or your inner circle. Yeah, not everybody will fall in that category. So, uh, and, and by function of position where you are in career, you can have mentors, peers, and then mentees. So this is just broad, right? Uh, boss, any intro remarks on, on relationships? Yeah, I think basically, I like the way you just summarize it. That's that's something that I've noticed to be true. So everybody you're familiar with or you're acquainted to or with, it's not necessarily your friend, does not necessarily have a close relationship with you. And all your relationships cannot have the same level of closeness or intimacy. But of course, you still have to form alliances to pursue and attain goals. So what's the way you've categorized it? I think I, I like that personalization. Alright, cool. Awesome. Awesome. It, it's important to understand that um, we need relationships. We need fr- we need people. We need to form alliances like Boshiki mentioned. It is needed for business, for career, and for different courses would uh, be engaged in. So it's a good thing to understand. Yeah. Uh, Let's start with ways we could um, build our inner circle or ways we could start forming the alliances. Yeah. Yeah. I think Go first. Uh, Go first. What, I, what I'll ask is from what it is that you have to say about that, from what you read, um, hearing from those three categorizations, what did they have to say about that? Oh, uh, okay. I, I just uh, took. Uh, his categorizations for us to delve deep on our own. My God. Uh, okay. Okay. I, so, now what are your thoughts then about it? Okay, cool. Um, ways to build your inner circle of former alliances. One way to start with is to take genuine interest in people. Like if you are at an event, when you genuinely show interest in people, they, uh, they would reciprocate this interest you've shown in them. Like, if you're in conversations with people, don't just lead with um, who you are and what you do. You, you could start with taking interest in them. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. Everybody likes talking about themselves, their business, or whatever cause they are engaged in. So uh, lead with that. Lead with what they are interested in. And uh, while speaking with them, if you know someone that might need their service, offer to connect them, offer to um, offer value. This is like uh, what we have been mentioning in previous episode, leading with value, right? So when you genuinely show interest in people and then offer to give their services to someone that need them or connect them with someone that is in need of their services, they would find ways to reciprocate this. Maybe not immediately, but you would just be somewhere in their mind like, Oh my God, I have to repay this kind deed. Yeah. So, so I think this is one way to start thinking about uh, building your alliances and networks. Yeah, that's, that's basically, I think that's, that's a very good point. So in, in your network, the, the, the better position to be is at a nexus or at, uh, as a connection between nodes than being on the leaf or the, on the outskirts of the network. The more 
you are you serve as a connector in a network the more valuable you are just like in in the software industry or in the IT world the platforms are much more valuable and much more powerful than the near products yeah and um, there's this feeling of being when you are acknowledged by someone for something right there's this thing it does for your mind and your psyche like you feel so good I think it's it's one of Maslow's uh, the hierarchy of needs, right? When people are looking for acknowledgement, so when you also acknowledge people, it's one way for you to be top of their mind. Genuinely, acknowledging people can also be helpful when building relationships. Yeah, uh, another thing too, I think most times, how how to how to build some valuable networks or connection. It should be more, the focus should be more outwards and inwards. But what do I mean by that? So the focus shouldn't be much uh, more on how genuine your concern or your care those the other parties are. Like we said last week, most times the operative consideration is how you can help those people achieve their goals, how you can add value to their lives or situations or purpose or objectives. By and large, we, we being human beings, we don't really care about the mere genuineness of somebody's thoughts or somebody's intentions. We only care about the genuineness to the extent that it flows out in the actions and the decisions that the person takes. So any genuineness that does not show itself or that does not go further to turn into actions on the part of the person caring is almost not valuable to anybody outside of the person. So what I mean is the focus should not be so much internal or you shouldn't spend too much time feeling being genuine or trying to show the genuineness or trying to to virtue signal. Like I think that that phrase that is being used these days applies there. So virtue signaling is not a way to build a network, but actually creating value, being of value. Like like I said earlier, you're more valuable in a network if you're an exhaust, if you're a connection point, than if you're just a leaf node. How you become a connection point is not just by merely genuinely caring or feeling for people, but by actually helping people out, by connecting people, by offering value to people. Connecting this one to that one, connecting that one to this one, helping this one do something by connecting it to the other one. So that's how you that's how you build value in a network. In a relationship, because relationships are supposed to be mutually beneficial. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that is the whole point of relationship. Nobody wants to be in a parasitic relationship. Nobody wants that. Like uh, nobody just wants to. People don't really care that your thoughts about them are joining if they don't benefit or they don't see any tangible benefits flowing from the genuineness of that care and thoughts about them. Yeah, yeah, very true. Not just intent, but back it up with actions. It, it's a great thing to have amazing intentions, but let it be visibly communicated through actions. Uh, okay, let, let's talk about time allocation. Um, because definitely we'd have, we, we have what we're dealing with, we have work, we have different things going on in our lives, and then we are also talking about networking and then building relationships and alliances. 
and um, we have 24 hours in a day and most of it is either spent sleeping or commuting or working. What is a good portion of our time to advocate to different segments of our lives? Okay. Uh, should we approach this systematically or we should just wing it? It, there has to be some form of structure or system around it if you you don't want to leave your outcomes to chance and that being said uh, we can't necessarily put a specific hour amount but the thing is your time should be spent uh, the way you should pursue your time should be dependent on your objectives or your goals so, for example, if uh, you want to be a world-renowned gamer for some reason, you want to probably make uh, money and fame through video gaming, the relationship you're going to, you're going to be, you, of course, it's, it stands to reason that you're going to be spending most of the most of the time doing things in that regard, either practicing, learning, building relationships in that regard, than you will spend in some other activities that you spend doing some other activities. There is no hard and fast amount of time you're supposed to spend, but ideally, or if you're actually being intentional, or if you're actually moving in the correct direction, or the correct way you're supposed to move with respect to your goals, the time you spend should closely track your interests, should closely track your goals. So if you want to be a footballer, you should stand to reason that football takes up a huge chunk of your time, a healthy amount of your time, and also it should take up a larger amount of your time relative to other activities, maybe watching movies or something. So, yeah. And of course, part of the part of the time that football is taking is not just the playing of football, but in cultivating relationships, in relating with and networking with people and organizations and groups around that interest. Basically, what binds a group or a network together is some form of shared interest, shared purpose. So, and that's how that's a core ingredient for forming networks: shared purpose, shared um, values. Something must be common between between the members of that group or network, and that's what binds them together. So, yeah. if you want to talk about a, we can't we can't really put can't really put a specific hour amount. The things don't work that way. But the thing is. The, where your time goes, like uh, the Bible talks about, your heart being where your treasure is. Where your time goes should necessarily mirror your purposes. So if you look at where you spend your time, in, if things are going normally or are going the way they're supposed to, it's supposed to closely track what your objectives. It's supposed to closely track your current objectives at the time. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, th- this reminded me of um, a conversation I was having during the week about how a lot of times the questions we ask some of the answers are not necessarily binary in nature yeah it, there's a whole lot of context that needs to be put into consideration first it's not just a yes or no answer it's not just um a this is this answer and that is that like there, there are several contexts there are several nuances that have to be considered like um if you're looking to achieve a particular goal there is um, there's context for you uh, and there's co- because your own situation will not mirror uh, another person's situation exactly. So what works for one person might not necessarily work for you 
uh, if you just take them uh, as it is. Say someone spends one hour, 30 minutes a day networking or building relationships, you could apply that principle and it might not work uh, for you the same way it works for the other person. So it's important to also take into consideration your own situation and your own purpose, like you said, your own goals, what are your goals, and then uh, apportion your time based on what you want to achieve. Yeah, thank you so much. Let, let's say someone is already having a, a friend or has an inner circle, uh, someone in his or her inner circle, and this person has some toxic traits and um, the relationship is not very helpful. I think there is something, there is a cancel culture going on where they're like, ah, cut them off, do this or do that. Uh, what are your thoughts towards this? Like, how could we avoid toxic people or how could you leave toxic relationships and alliances? Well, by leaving, it's, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that simple, although it might not be easy, depending on the, the levels and points of attachments, it's the individual or individuals. But you leave a relationship by living, regardless of how I'm not trying to speak to how hard it may be. Of course, sometimes it may be hard, especially when uh, the relationships are not just very uh, practical and there's maybe there's some emotional components to the relationship, for example, or maybe it's uh, a romantic relationship or a family family entanglements. But how you live a relationship basically is by living. But of course, it's not always as it might be. Like I say, things can be simple. Doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that they are easy. But if if the relationship is toxic or whatever whatever definition that uh, applies to that applies to, then it's not serving your purpose. Or is the the probability of it achieving the purpose that you set out that you're in that relationship for? Is very low. It might be it might be low to negligible. You should you shouldn't stick around, of course, because you're not that is not going to be a productive use of your time and efforts and resources. Okay. Um. Let's even talk about ways to even know what. Um. Let's define toxic uh, traits in alliances and relationships. Yeah. yeah. It's it's an umbrella word that gets bandied around a lot. Toxic, yeah. toxic, toxic, but it might not necessarily be toxic. But the thing is. Whatever relationship you're in, you should praise your relationship based on the objectives. The objectives of that relationship. What is that relationship supposed to give you? For example, if you're in a university and you want to graduate as an accredited medical doctor, but the university lacks the accreditation necessary to give you that degree, then of course it means that there is no benefit to you in continuing that alliance or that relationship with the university. So now you see that you don't have to make the lady of toxic fit. It's just uh, it's just a simple assessment. These are my goals. These are my objectives. These are the things I hope to gain or extract or achieve here. This relationship, the state of this relationship now, is this such that is going that is going to help me or hamper me in achieving that or in gaining or attaining that? If yes, then of course you continue with relationship. Our relationship is still vital or valid is still helpful and beneficial. If no, then you should think of how to move on or how to get yourself in, in environments and scenarios that will be closely or more closely aligned with your 
with your goals and objectives. So this is basically what happens generally in life, as in naturally. The relationship doesn't have to be toxic or it doesn't have to be adversarial. You see, most of the people you grew up with or that you come in contact with, at some point in time, you've not maintained the same, at this point in your life, for example, you, you may not have maintained the same amount of contact and, and closeness with them. Because if people diverge, your paths diverge, and if people sort for different things, naturally, you grow apart. So the, this is something that even, even in many cases, without being intentional about it, this happens. This is part of life happening. So relation, relationships and alliances are made, and once the binding motives for, for that alliance or relationship is no longer there, the parties tend to drift apart onto the next one. Yeah, yeah, very true. The relationship has run its course and uh, life's uh, natural selection happens to it. There's one trait I want to point out that, that I think is something to watch out for. There are people who can be scoffers, like um, they are entertained even by your misfortune. They try to make you feel stupid or make you feel small. I, I believe that... Um, no one should be in a relationship where they are made to feel this kind of way. So uh, I think it's a toxic trait to watch out for in any kind of relationship, regardless of um, whether it's romantic or whether it's just um, a shared alliance. Yeah, You don't want to be in a place where you're consistently put down as much as possible. Avoid these kinds of relationships. Avoid people who are naturally looking for ways to make you feel dead, make you feel down and who wants to see you do poorly. Yeah. And also, one attribute or one tool or asset that will help you better avoid is, is leverage. Because this might easily be, this advice will not be so easy to implement if the person is the source of your livelihood and you don't have alternatives. That's a leverage. Leverage gives you options. It gives you the space and the time with which to to make better decisions or to to choose to choose something else. So let's say if in, in, you can more easily leave a job where you're not fulfilled, if you have something better to go to, or if you have something else to go to. But in many cases, uh, you should also bear in mind that many people are stuck in dead end jobs, quote unquote, because they don't have the leverage to extricate themselves from such situations. Yeah, yeah, very true. Build leverage. Build leverage. Uh, become a person of value, become very resourceful. And leverage, basically, money money is just an expression of leverage. Money gives you options. It gives you the ability to to buy options. It's a form of power in itself. So basically, one of the build leverage, building leverage is, it's, it could be in terms of material resources, which is money. So having more money helps rather than hurts in such scenarios. Having a wider network as in having a network that is not restricted to, to such situations where you are stuck also helps because that is also another option if you if you have a vibrant network and a network in which your goals are aligned with that with that of the other players in the network it's it stands to reason that the the, the chances of you getting an alternate job, for example, to go with our example, to switch to, is higher. And if, it is, if you're not part of a, an existing or a, a vibrant network along that lines, so having money 
is one way, is one form of leverage that could help you extricate yourself from that situation. Having a network of peers, having a network of people who have access to these opportunities that are beneficial to you is also another way to, another possible escape route. Yeah, very true, very true. Build leverage, build um, ways to become anti-fragile if I grow from you and Nassim Taleb. Awesome, awesome. In, in closing, you can do everything else right and fail because you chose the wrong inner circle. Throughout history, we've seen uh, the rise and fall of kings and great men and emperors because of um, either sabotage from their inner circle to your circle of friends and the alliances you form, they either make you or mar you so it is very important to pay very close attention to people you allow into your inner circle. Vet them, like vet, vet, like don't just be, uh, don't allow your inner uh, people in your inner circle to just be like your public motor park. Uh, sorry, if that is too extreme of an example. Yeah, that's, that's a very vivid and uh, appropriate example. It, it was um, uh, was he Brutus Brutus uh, Emperor who Caesar? Oh my God! Brutus was was an associate of Caesar, Julius Caesar. I think Brutus got to be emperor himself. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, any other thing you want to add for the announcements? The practical carve out is if you're in the tech space. One way to get get this do these networks is joining groups. We have we could we have the other ones around so joining groups of like-minded people. They are, they are the same thing as trade associations. So trade associations are basically professional networks. And just like we talked about, uh, I don't know the every time we we talked more about joining groups and building leverage and joining um influential network or joining other groups that's that tend to improve or increase your influence and leverage so those those practical suggestions apply here awesome we'll li- leave a link in the show notes uh to the old episodes where we have talked about relationships and building leverage it's going to be really really helpful please do remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast player visit the creativechronicles.com forward slash subscribe Pick your podcast player of choice and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to leave us a review uh, on iTunes and whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us from. This helps other creatives and tech enthusiasts discover our show. You can tell us what's that for you in today's episode. We are looking forward to hearing from you. You can reach out to us via email. It is thecreativeschronicles at gmail.com or whatever group you are in. And you see this episode, we can start commenting and then talking about it right from whatever group you're in. Awesome. And um, if you found value in this episode, share with your friends and your loved ones, right? We are the average of, I think that's somehow correct, of the people we spend our time with. So remember to always be creating, go out today and create awesomeness. We would see you next week. Bye for now.